Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. So I want us to please rise up on our feet as we welcome to the pulpit our pastor, Pastor James Fadell, is the continental pastor for RCCG, North Americas, North South Central. Praise the Lord. Our pastor is also here with his wife, Dr. Manita Fadell. You're welcome. Please, you can come over, sir. So, Pastor Fadell will be bringing the, Fadell will be bringing the word of God this morning. Let us be attentive and God will visit us in Jesus' name. God bless you. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Uh, that doesn't sound like Australian hallelujah. Your, your hallelujah is standing on one leg. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our The King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, the God that knows the beginning from the end and know the end from the beginning. Who is like unto you, fearful in praises, glorious in holiness? The wonder working God is our God. All we want to say this morning is thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for the ability to sleep and to wake up. Thank you, Father, for this great convention of yours in Australia and the Pacific. Thank you for souls saved. Thank you for journey mercies. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the leadership. Thank you for the redeemed Christian Church of God. Thank you for this parish. We honor you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. This morning, O oh God, speak to us correct us chastise us put us on the straight and the narrow and at the end of it all let the blessings be ours and let the glory be yours for in jesus mighty name we have worship in jesus mighty name we have worship you will be seated temporarily god bless you in jesus name i sincerely want to appreciate the angel of the lord in the house pastor akio yemade the lord bless you in jesus name I just found out yesterday or two days ago that he's from my side. He's my junior brother. If you look at us very well, we look alike somehow. <laughs> but for one reason or the other, he came on the bigger side. Amen. But it's not the size. It's not the size that matters. But he's my junior brother. Give the Lord a clap offering. Give the Lord a clap offering. 
And I want to thank God for our wife, Sister Stella. Amen. When you are married to my brother, you are our wife. Amen. She's a woman. I call her my choleric sister. She is a woman. If you, she will make you a project. If you don't have a project, she comes to your house. She will rearrange your house, whether you like it or not. Praise the Lord. She is full of energy. I don't know where, which side your children will take card. You know, but give the Lord a clap offering for you, Yemades. I salute you. I, I love you guys. I love you guys. And Dallas is your home. Anytime you guys come, shout hallelujah. And I want to praise God for my father in the Lord, Daddy Hastrop. A melancholic to the core. No problem. But don't go to the other side. Amen. People that are always quite like Daddy Gio, when they are hot, get out of their way. So let me salute my melancholic father in the Lord. Daddy Hastrop, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. And my, not, not choleric, my sanguine mommy. If she's the mother of all. If you are hungry, go to her house, she will feed you. You don't have clothes, she will take the clothes off her head. She's the woman that wants everything to go right. Give you the give it to her for mommy Hastro. We love you, we love you, we celebrate you. It is well with your soul in Jesus' name. My time has not started though, so please, the timer, please chill. Amen. I'm in my house, I'm in my junior brother's house. So please, you guys take it easy. Quickly, before we go to the message this morning, uh, one thing I normally do every morning is to recite some words. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And I will do what? We do what? So the only guarantee for you is today. Yesterday is past. With all his failures, his successes. The Bible says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Why are you carrying the problem of yesterday on your neck? Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So all God wants you to worry about is when? I can't hear you. So we are going to stand up. Oh, no, no, sit down, sit down. Uh, the PowerPoint now. There are some things I want you to recite with me this morning. It means let today matters. Are we ready? IT department. Oh, okay. I'm looking here. I'm... Amen. It says just for today. You are going to start, read the first one. For how long? Number two. When are you going to do that? Just today. Then, just for today. When are you going to do that? Just, don't worry about tomorrow. Just for today. Every word, season with grace. Next one. Look at your neighbor and say, just leave me alone. No? 
don't try to correct me. Don't try. Just improve your Just for today. Just for today. I won't find fault with anybody. Your wife cook and put too much salt in it. Thank God and say, wow, salt is cheap in the market. No fault with anybody. Just for how long? Just for today. Next one. What are the two enemies we face every day? Ori and so therefore I will have a plan. I will have a goal that today any food my wife give me, I will finish the plate. If possible, I eat the plate too. Praise. Just tomorrow I may not like our food, but don't worry. But for today, this what I just have a plan. You may not go through it. That will help us from two evil. What are the two evil? Hurry. Okay. Two must like just for today. Just for today, I will give my wife the credit card. <laughs> Brothers, right? If she spend everything, no worry. Praise that. As long as she spend it on herself, no problem. Just for today. Amen? I will look at the sister on my right hand and give her $100. Amen? Without letting her know. If she find out that I'm the one, I will wait till tomorrow and do it again. Just for today. Second to the last one, just for today. For how long? Just for today. And the last page, just for today. Just for today, be agreeable. Just for today, train your mind. Don't worry about tomorrow. That's why many of us are stressed out. You are carrying the load of yesterday to today, and you are worrying about who tell you you are going to see tomorrow. One thing is sure is today, I will enjoy myself to the max. I will laugh. I will enjoy life. Myself and my children will run around the house. If anybody don't like it, that's their cup of tea. But just for today, I will enjoy myself. Give the Lord a clap of me. Give the Lord a clap of me. And so, Father Lord, as we go to your word this morning, please just speak to our hearts. The king indeed is coming. And we just pray, oh God, that this word will mix with faith in our life and advance us forward. For in Jesus' powerful name, we have prayed. The king is what? Say it one more time. Shall we all read 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 and 2? 1 Samuel chapter what? Verse what? How do you know that? It's on the screen. Praise the Lord. So you don't have to ask Sister Stella, say what page number is it in your Bible? It's already there. I will read verse 1 and together we are going to read verse 2. It says, And David therefore departed thence. And escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brethren and his entire family's house had it, they went down thither.
to him together verse 2 How many of them? They have three degrees. What are their degrees? How many of you want to lead a group of people that are in distress, discontented, <laughs> and they are in debt? How many of you want to lead those kind of people? May God help us in Jesus' name. But do you know that the kingdom of God is just like that? Hallelujah. Anywhere you find the work of God being done, you will always find this principle in operation. That God is not looking for the brightest and the best. God could have, what is your best university in Australia? <laughs> Amen. If God wants pastors that he wants to, he can go to University of Queensland. He can go to Harvard and Yale and say, you, I create you. Do this. But God is looking for those who are in debt. Those who are sinners. The people that are not noble. Not the wise. The people that God is going to use are just like the 400 men of David. He's mentioned David more than any other man in the Bible except Jesus. David we are talking about. David was the only one ever called a man after God's own heart, but he's an adulterer. He killed Bathsheba's husband, but yet, how can I do that and still be a man after God's own heart? May God make you a man after his heart in the name of Jesus. His journey to prominence is how we ought to live for Jesus. As the coming of the king approaches from the forgotten shepherd boy, even to the greatest king of Israel. Many of you know history. When his brothers, when Eli came to choose the next king of Israel, and they looked through Eliab and all the big, big boys that are pumping iron, walking out in the gym, and Eli at somewhere go to this, says, no. Go to this one, no. He said, but do you have any other person? He said, well, there's a riffraff, you know. Father doesn't even regard him. I don't even know. He's, he's in the bush. He said, call for him. And by the time David came, he said, he's the man. Anoint him. May God point you out today in the name of Jesus. May God anoint you for a special work in the name of Jesus. Whenever God calls a man, he always raises him up to be a mighty man or a mighty woman of valor. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It says the plans I have for you is a good plan, not of evil, to give you an expected end. When God takes a wife bitter, amen, and continue to mold him, and continue to work with him over a period of time, very soon that time he became a bishop, and became as if he has never seen at all. When God takes a drunkard, amen, sleeping with other people, messing around, when God saved that soul, eventually, the plan of God is not just to save you and put you where you are. He saves you to take you to the throne. And I pray for every one of you who are members of this church. 
in the name that's above every other name may you become a mighty man of valor a mighty woman of valor in the name of jesus amen. your amen is not born again amen. there are few men in the bible that attract the attention as much as david this mighty man of david we are mighty in valor may that be spoken of you in the name of jesus help me read one they are mighty in faith and anointed with the power of God. This man, we are available to fight battles with David. And we are willing to lay down their lives. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 15 to 17. 2 Samuel 23, 15 to 17. David was just saying, oh, I wish somebody would give me water from the well of Jerusalem. And three mighty men, they said, you are our leader. You are our pastor. We will go all the way for you. And they went and brought the water to David. Did David drink that water? Do you know, sir, every pastor is looking for those like those three mighty men. That because the pastor say, let's do this, it's already done. Let's build this, it's already done. The three mighty men, they pay a price. The question is, you have joined the redeemed Christian church of God. You have joined Jesus Worship Center. The plan and the purpose of God for your life is to become a mighty man of valor. Tell your neighbor, say they are talking about you now. They are talking about you. Tell my sister, say sister, sister, sister. The plan of God for you is that you are going to become a mighty woman of valor in the name of Jesus. So it shall be. The interesting point though is the fact that these mighty men were once, what are their degrees again? Distress. Abused and despondent. You remember what the Bible says, 1 Peter 2 9. It says, You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a nation, a peculiar people unto the Almighty God. Called out to the praises of the Almighty God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22 says, You remember, brothers and sisters, that God did not go to Harvard and Yale to choose the people that are going to worship Him. Look at my brother on the piano. Look at the choir. Amen. Yes, in this church we can say they are the best. But did they go to any school of music? How many of them get their PhD in music? No. God is just looking for people whose heart are endeared to him. People are willing to say, God, with my raggedy voice, I just want to serve you. Then God will refine them and they begin to sing. That's what God is saying. He says not, more, not many noble. Not many smart, not many rich people that are called, but he has chosen the minor things, the minute things of the world. So I want you to congratulate your neighbor. Say congratulations that God has chosen you. And in this city, in this country, in this continent, in this parish, God will use you. Look, say stop crawling in and crawling out. After the service today, go and meet the pastor and say, Pastor, what can I do for your church? If he didn't answer, you go to Pastor Stella. Pastor Stella will give you an assignment. Praise the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Let me read it if you can. 2 Samuel 10 and 6. It says, And when the children of Ammon saw that they stand before David, the children of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Bethrop and the Syrians of Soba. 20,000 footmen and the king of Makar, a thousand men and each of 12,000 men. And David heard of it and he sent Joash. And who did he send with him? 
the mighty man. Daddy was just congratulating this church for the continent. The load of the convention rides on your neck. I can see two people. I don't know whether the only two of them that sang in the mass choir. And I say, wow, from yesterday, no time to rest. Quickly practice today. Those are the mighty men of God that God is looking for in this church. Enough is enough of crawling and crawling. Say, this is my church. For it to be your church, you better roll up your sleeves. You are the one who asked me to come and preach you. Praise the Lord. And it's already too late to get the mic. <laughs> Amen. God wants you to come to church and say, this is my church. Is there anything to be fixed? You fix it. Even before the pastor asks about it. If you want to walk here, roll up your sleeves and say, let us do the work. Those are the mighty men God is looking for in this city. Ask your neighbor. Say, are you one of them? May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Let's, let's move on. So, in the story of the mighty men of David, is parallel to those awaiting the coming of the king. Is Revelation 19.17. So, quickly this morning, you want to look at this topic in three outlines. Three major outlines. Number one is what? The vehicle for the journey. Number two. And number three. For you to move from littleness to greatness. To move from loser to a winner. To move from zero to hero and to move from sinner to a saint is like a journey. How many of you came from Africa? Okay. Uh, how many of you come from uh, Iran? Oh, my sister, God bless you, man. Uh, which other country is there aside from Africa and Iran? Australia. How many Australians do you have in the house? You guys don't have to travel. Amen. Maybe you don't you haven't taken a plane before. So, but, but what I'm saying is that the vehicle determines the journey. What I'm talking about here is the vehicle, if you are going to travel from here to Nigeria, how do you travel? Bicycle? How long will it take you? No, no, let's say you want to go to Sydney. Let's, let's, let's bring it home. You want to go from, uh, what was this city called? Brisbane. Brisbane. God, you have mercy on you. It, it, it doesn't sound like Dallas. Dallas is easy. Brisbane. Amen. I'm from Dallas. Praise the Lord. If you want to go from Brisbane to Sydney, you have a choice to travel. What are the choices you have? Bicycle. Even walking. It may take you a long time. Walking. Bicycle. Motorcycle. How long will it take you to drive from here to Sydney? Only 12 hours. That's not bad. Amen. You can make a vacation out of it. But the best way is, how about if you want to fly? How long will it take? Your journey, the vehicle determines the journey. The journey determines the vehicle. It is practically impossible to go from Queensland to Sydney, Australia by road. Not, not practically impossible, but just going to take you long. Even when you get there, not in the same body parts. <laughs> Amen. You drove 12 hours. You will need a day, amen, to recoup. But if you fly business class, amen, you know, it's good to fly business. You will fly business class. By the time you get there, the stewardess say, oh, can we take your jacket, please? They take your jacket. Oh, do you want some peanut? Do you want, you try that in the economy. They will use your suit to slap your face. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. So seven elements for a flight from littleness to greatness. Number one. You must be at the right terminal. Can we say that together? Yeah. To catch the flight from sinner to saint. 
from littleness to greatness, you must be on the lost side. Can we say that together? Say it one more time. Do you know that these 400 men who are in debt, who are discontented, who are in distress, they have a choice. They have a choice of three terminals. Number one, they can either be in the palace with King Saul. You remember the spirits of God already left. The king that God already forsook. So you can go to terminal C. Terminal B is to say, you know what? I'm disgruntled. I don't even like David. I don't even like Saul. But you are disgruntled and you are in Jerusalem. That is terminal B. But terminal C is to be with David in the cave of Adullam. You have a choice. Sir, giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ is a choice. Amen. It's not by force. Other people, they will carry a sword. You either take our religion or we kill you. No, 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 no. It's whosoever will may come. He said, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. I may decide not to open, but thank God I opened my heart and I gave my life to him. Praise the Lord. So you can be in either terminal A, terminal B, C or D. Who is going to be in terminal C? Oh, they didn't come to church today. Terminal B. How about Terminal A? May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. You can change your Terminal. It's already not too late. Amen. Who is on the Lord's side? I am on the Lord's side. Who is on the Lord's side? If you don't know the song, go and see mommy after service. She will teach you the song. Exodus 32, 26. Exodus 32, 26. It says, Moses then stood in the gate of the camp and said, help me read it. Do you know because of their decision, remember their father already cursed them because of their anger. By the fact that they chose the Lord's side, God says, I remove the cause. You are a blessing. Sir, I, I don't know what you have been carrying. Amen? I don't know what evil has followed you here. If you decide to be on the Lord's side, every case is closed. Every evil case is closed. God will open unto you door of joy, door of favor, doors of enlightenment, doors of breakthrough. So who is going to be on the Lord's side here? Who is going to be on terminal A with the Almighty God? The Almighty God will bless you in the name of Jesus. So the seven elements of the right vehicle is number one, you must be what? At the right terminal. Number two, you must obtain what? Do you need a visa from Australia to Africa? To Iran? You need a visa? What happens when you say, guess what guys? I'm flying business class. It's going to cost me, let's say, $30,000 from here to Iran. And you go there, and they say, ah, excuse me, ma, you, you need a visa to Iran. He says, no, I already paid for my ticket. Would they allow you to travel? No, let me tell you of our experience, just coming from U.S. You remember the blue passport, it's accepted everywhere. So my travel agent already bought our ticket, very expensive ticket. We left Dallas to Los Angeles. No problem, three and a half hours flight. We already pack our luggage. We already have our passport. Then we said we are going to Sydney. Uh, and the stewardess looked at it. He says, where is your visa? I say, I have a blue passport. He said, uh-uh. I already paid my money, ma. He says, no way. For you to enter Australia, you must have what? Right there and there. They, if I say I don't want visa, what would they tell me to do? 
Mommy, don't, know, don't be too loud now. I, I'm <laughs> Daddy, you already anointed me. I said, go and meet your senior brother in Australia. Go and do convention. I could have said, Daddy, you said I'm going to Australia. Would they let me go? Two and a half hours. We were there filling 19 pages. I already bought my ticket, sir. Daddy, you already said go. Amen. But Australian government doesn't know Daddy Gio. They don't even know my blue passport. What I'm saying, sir, if you are going to heaven, there are requirements, sir. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. You must obtain the visa to heaven. He says, but it could be individual. Do you know what? My wife and her have the same last name. We have been married for 33 years. I would have thought that if I fill it out, it will cover my wife. No. I fill it out, my wife fill it out, and I'm saying, what kind of government is Australia? Amen. But that is their rule. You don't like it, stay in your country. You don't want to go to heaven, stay on earth. These are the requirements of heaven. You know, there was a sister who wants to come to America. She had been married for X number of years. First time she went to the uh, U.S. Embassy. He says, I want to go to America. No problem. Visa, boom, denied. Ah. My husband is there. They say, no way. She went to the embassy 18 times. Denied. Then she decided, mommy has struck. We need to pray. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Woman of prayer. They pray. They say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Anybody standing on your way from visa, God will silence the person. God will give them an assignment. And this lady, the 18th time, she went there. And the, for one reason or the other, it's the same lady she sees. You don't come again. Your husband is already married to another woman. Why don't you just go back? He says, no. But in the process of time, the woman starts coughing. Then she left. Her boss came in and says, what do you want? Say, I want visa to the U.S. Why? My husband there. Boom. Visa stamp. Praise. You remember she did what? She prayed. By the time the woman who has been denied her come, she already goes to me and say, hello, bye-bye. See you in America. <laughs> I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Anybody that is standing in the way of your visa, in the way of the visa for your wife, the visa for your children, the visa for your prayer from coming, God will give them an assignment. I said, God will give them an assignment. Your passport will be stamped. You will go to the country of your choice in the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 14 verse 10 says, But why dost thou judge thy brother? Why dost thou see set at now thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Every one of us, individually. The father cannot stand for the mother. The mother cannot stand for the children. Amen. No matter how much you love them. I know Pastor Yemade love her daughters. Amen. I heard that yesterday. Amen. But at the same time, individually, every one of us must stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Let me ask your neighbor, say, have you had the visa to heaven yet? If you have not obtained it, Jesus is in the house this morning. I said the king is already in the house. Amen. All you need to do is, Daddy, I want to be a candidate for heaven. We stamp your visa. And it shall be well with you in Jesus' name. So what's number one? The vehicle to go. What must you have? What must you do? Be at the right terminal. Number two, obtain visa. Number three, you must obtain the boarding pass. Amen. 
If we are there, my wife and I, we want to go to Sydney. They look at it and say, where is your visa? But do you know, sir, before that lady in Los Angeles gave us the ticket, she obtained that, yes, we have the right visa. We already paid for it. Then she gave us the boarding pass. Nobody is allowed to board a flight without a what? Help me read now. Help me read now. To get the boarding pass, you must have what? You have been, that you have done what? Why didn't I go to the airline and say, Daddy, you asked me to come to Australia? Amen. Where is your ticket? Nah. Amen. Let's call Daddy you, whether that you actually send me or not. Amen. Daddy you will tell you to be, you are not stupid. <laughs> Better make sure you pay. There is a price for heaven. Can we say that together? Say it one more time. The Bible says there is no man, no man, no man, no woman. Either in America, in Australia, in Africa, having laid his hand on the plow, looking back at his feet for the kingdom. This man left the comfort of the city. You, where was David during this time? He was in the cave of Adullam. Cave is not where, it's not where you go for vacation. They were in the cave, but they followed him. Amen? It's a city of pain dwelling in the cave. They left certainty for uncertainty for no gains into pains. I remember when my father and the Lord said, James, sir, move to Dallas. I said, excuse me, sir. I'm already making money in Detroit. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the story of America. When we first bought the 113 acres of land, that the U.S. says, it's time to move to Dallas. My business, I have to be sold. My wife was to become a partner in a pediatric farm. Daddy says, move to Dallas. We have to sell everything, quit everything, and move to Dallas. Praise the Lord. There is a price to be paid. And I say, excuse me, sir. When I went to God, I say, while I was at Ford, sir, working as an engineer, I have some retirement fund. Uh, if I become a pastor, sir, what's going to be my retirement, sir? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It seems as if I'm living certainty for uncertainty, but that is not true. My life is better off now serving God than while I was working for Ford Motor Company. Sir, you cannot serve God in vain. Your future is secured. Your tomorrow is going to be all right. Amen. There is no uncertainty with God. May God help us in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus is higher than any other name because Jesus paid the price. When you have the time, read that Luke 9, 57 to 62. There are some people who say, you want to follow Jesus, eh, but I need to go and bury my father. What did Jesus tell them? Can you imagine you, you want to come, become a member of Pastor Yemade's church? And he says, ah, excuse me, sir. Uh, my, my, my parent is sick in Nigeria. And he says, which Nigeria? Let the dead bury their dead. How many of you still remember a member of this church? That is how great, that is the price to pay for Jesus. Uh, uh, master, we want to follow you. Where is your residence? He said, the son of man has nowhere to lay. He said, you want to follow me? Follow me now. They drop everything. Sir, ma, to be a child of God, there is a price to pay. Let me ask your neighbor, say, are you willing to pay the price? <laughs> to come to Australia, you need to have a boarding pass. Whether you like it or not, even if your father is the king of Australia, amen, is the prime minister of Australia, for you to travel from wherever you are to come in here, you must have a boarding pass. If he doesn't send his own personal jet, May God help us in Jesus' name. Number four now, number four now, you must do what? 
I, I hope you guys are relating with all this story. Amen. Now you have your boarding pass. Now you have the visa. Now they say you can go. And you go there and you have a loaded AK-47 in your pocket. You already have your boarding pass, sir. You already have your visa. Amen. You are already in the business class. And you want to pass the screening test. Amen. What would you rather use to travel? Why not? Help me out now. Huh? Why would they not let you travel? You are already in the right terminal. You already have your boarding pass. You already have the visa. They already say go. Why, why this barrier? <laughs> because we don't know who you are. <laughs> you are going to see your pastor. We don't want to make sure that you are not carrying AK-47. Amen. May God help us in Jesus' name. Do you know that liquid, they can't even allow you to carry liquid. You can't even carry your knife that you will see an orange, you want to peel. They see knife, it's a contraband. Sir, ma, going to heaven is the same. Oh. Hallelujah. You must do what? Pass the screening test. You must lay aside every item listed in the word of God as forbidden. Like what? Anger. Malice. Backbiting. Gossip. You must pass the screening test, sir. Is heaven so hard? Yes! Heaven is so hard. Help me read that Bible passage in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Read it together. I want you to go. He says, lay aside every weight. Weight is not a sin. There are things we do that will not allow you to serve God. Lay beset us. And let us do what? Run. Not walk. Run. With patience. The race. Do you know, sir? The race for you is different from my brother's race. His race is different from my sister's race. Amen. Let me tell him, say, please stay on your own lane. Don't run my race for me. <laughs> run your own individually. We are going to make it to heaven, sir. So don't you say, oh, that sister dressed very well. She pays all the money for the church. She buys the things. What are you doing? If all you can do is clean the church, do what you, just do what you can do. Run on your own lane. Praise the Lord. And that, that brother there, he's in charge of IT. Go and do your own thing. If all you can come to do is just dust the chair, God recognizes them all. Pastor, you might not even know your name. Praise the Lord. But who are you working for? Do it wholeheartedly. And the God that sees you in the secret will reward you openly. May God help us in Jesus' name. So number one is what? You must do what? The right terminal. Number two, you obtain visa. Number three, number four, number five. <laughs> you, you know, these people, isn't that too much? No, no, help me now. You already pay an expensive ticket. You already have your visa. You already have your ticket. Amen? You already passed the screening. Now you are seated in the plane. 747 Jumbo. Traveling to Australia. Uh, and the stewardess, they don't even know how much you pay for the ticket. And they are saying, please fasten your seat. Hello, I'm only going to Australia. Why should I listen to you? 
Will they let you fly? You must do what? Fasten your seatbelt. Buckle up. The mighty men of David all buckle up and identify them by their weapons of warfare and exploits. In 2 Samuel 23, Adino, what does he do? With a spear defeated 800 men. Eliezer, a man with a sword. Shama, he stood when others fled. Abishai, the man who came to the aid of his king. Benai, a soldier like no other. What will it be written about you? Hello? What will be written about you at Jesus Worship Center? Every one of these, the Bible never forgets them. What is it be written about you apart from the trouble you cause? Amen. <laughs> May God help us in Jesus' name. The move from sinner to be ready for the coming king will need the weapons of warfare defined by the armor of God. Psalm 24, verse 7 to 8, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and let the king of glory come in. Say, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong, the Lord mighty in battle. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, after Jesus Christ had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the tempter come and tempted Jesus. You'll be tempted. And how did Jesus win? It is written. You will win your battle, sir. You win your battles, man, in the name of Jesus. Number six now, you must do what? Endure the storms and bad weather. Bad weather. There, are, there were many storms on the way of David and his mighty men. So it is for every journey that takes from sinner to saint, ready to the coming of the king. People in the church will piss you off. Praise the Lord. They will come to church Mommy sit here every Sunday. My sister sit here. They come and sit on your seat. Why are you sitting here? It's my seat now. It's my church. It's your church. They can mess you up. Amen. And the pastor is preaching and you are fuming. Somebody took my seat. And you are not listening again. You are enduring bad weather. How many of you say because the plane is jumping up and down? How many of you say Jesus? How many of you have sunned down there? Ah... Praise the Lord. How I many of you start speaking in tongues? When, 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 ah, 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 ah. You're supposed to chill. <laughs> I used to be like you until I went, you know, as if I'm going to buy a plane. Amen. So somebody was taking me around just as if you want to buy a car. I will have my own jet very soon. Amen. Only few people believe me. God, God. <laughs> So I asked a question. I said, when the plane goes through turbulence, what do you do? He says, no, there is a device in the plane that when you are maintaining 33,000, no matter the storm, if you go down, the plane automatically comes up. If you bounce up, the plane automatically adjusts itself. He says, so when you are in the plane, just relax and sleep. The plane adjusts itself. So sister, stop calling the name of Jesus in vain. <laughs> you will arrive at your destination. So every time I'm traveling now, amen, I cheat, just relax the seat, I'm sleeping. Amen. I don't call Jesus. Amen. Ah, in the name of Jesus, uh, balance the plane. The plane will balance itself. Amen. Do you know, sir, once you take off 18 hours flight, after the pilot gets there, the pilot goes to sleep. Oh, you didn't know that? Everything is automatic. You only need... <laughs> 
Many of you are learning something new this morning, you know. You think the pilot is here? 18 hours? Hey, hey, Tom is coming. Hey, no, 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 no. And that's why they come and sit with you and talk with you. The plane is driving itself. You will get to your destination. There will be no accident in the name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Can you help me read it? Therefore, be you what? Steadfast, unmovable, always abandon the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. You will reach your destination. Jesus is not a God of incomplete project. Once you take off, you are going to land safely. No demon, no witch, no wizard can relay you. You will land safely in Jesus' name. No wonder, no man becomes great without endurance, sir. Ask daddy has struck. Petitions against him. Petitions against mommy. Petitions against me. But guess what? We are still standing. <laughs> Amen. I won't go to that level. We are still standing. Second Timothy chapter 2, 3 to 5. Can you help me read? Second Timothy 2, 3 to 5. May you endure hardness in Jesus' name. Because of time, number seven. What's number seven? Please, please, guys, understand, though. You already have your visa. You already have your boarding pass. You already buckled up. Amen? And now, the plane is driving itself. Now, you want to go to the restroom. And one guy said, go back to your seat. Hello? I already paid for my ticket. I'm already going to Africa. Amen. What happened? You say, who is that pilot? How old are you? Does the age matters? How many of you flying? You ever says, I can I see your curriculum battery, pilot? What's your credentials? How many of you tried that? What, what did you do? Just enter the plane and go and sit down. I, I pray that your pilot is qualified. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do you know, sir? Listen, listen to me. If the pilot says, sit down, and you don't sit down, buckle up, and you don't buckle up, you know, they will regard that as an act of terrorism. They can bring you down and say you don't fly ever again. Not with Australian air, not with American airline. What would it bring? Once they pull you on no fly zone, you can't travel. You already have your ticket, sir. You must do what? Obey the... How often? All the time. Going to heaven is not easy, sir. When the pastor comes and is giving you a message, it's not his own message. When he says, we are fasting this week, you better fast. Don't go to the donut shop on, your, on Sunday morning. <laughs> May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Pilot instructions must be obeyed by all, all travelers. Every deliberate act of violation and disobedience may be treated as an act of terrorism and may force emergency landing. And once they land, you ain't flying no jet again. You ain't flying nowhere again. You want to go to Sydney, you drive yourself. Amen. No matter how much you have, no matter who you are, may God help us in Jesus' name. The flight awaiting the coming of the king is the same, sir. 
Everything the Spirit of God asks you to do, you must do it. Praise the Lord. The mighty men of David followed the instructions and the course of the instructions of God. You want to make heaven? Are you willing to listen to instruction? Are you ready to obey? Eh, pay your tithe. Eh, did God see me while I was walking? Really? Eh, well, if I don't pay my tithe now, I can still make heaven. You obey the pilot instruction all the time. Amen. May God help us in Jesus' name. Nobody amounts to anything great that will not honor his biological or spiritual parents. That Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3. It says, children, honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. May I ask a question, some digress. How many of you call your mom in Nigeria lately? Not just because you send money home. But what happened? They didn't train you. They say you are one out of the six. You won't make it. But now you are now in Australia. And you are holding that anger in your heart. At least she gave back to you. She didn't squeeze your neck when they gave back to you. Amen. Do you know your mom can terminate you when they gave back to you? So you are here. You are not an accident. Please, after church today, call mama. Amen. Tell her you love her. Call daddy. Yes, they didn't think you can make it, but you are the one that made it the most. Send money home. Am I talking to somebody? As you honor your physical parents, honor your spiritual parents. Amen. As you go to a store to go and buy, I don't know what my, my, my pastor size extra large. Amen. So some of those say, Judge, you are money suit, you know, or something, you know. My sister is a red bottom. You know what red bottom is? You don't know what red bottom is? Ask my wife. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There is a need for you to honor your spiritual parents. And if you read that uh, first Corinth, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, it says so that they may do the work of God over you without grief. May you not grieve your pastor. May you not grieve the man of God. May he be able to do his work over your life with love in Jesus' name. So quickly, quickly now, what are the seven things for you to take this flight to heaven? Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five, number six, number seven. What can, can we eliminate any of this? Is there anyone who can say, ah, no, I don't want to obey the pilot? May God help us in Jesus' name. So, outline number two the fuel for the vehicle. What is, do you know that uh, your plane doesn't, to gas, doesn't take gasoline? There's a special fuel called the aviation fuel the fuel for the vehicle everyone that have checked in the plane needs an aviation to fly aviation fuel the fuel for every great destiny is what help me read now it's what now david had overflowing anointing that rubbed off on the mighty man do you know what i've found out by the special grace of god i've been pastoring now for over 40 years do you know like pastor like church members if the pastor is angry, agitated, doesn't like people, very soon the spirit will flow. If the pastor is a loving person, amen, always ready to do projects, watch out for everybody. I can tell you the spirit of Pastor Esther, uh, Pastor Stella, 
I can tell you the past, heart of Pastor Akin. Ready to do work. Run, run. That's why Daddy Hasro can depend on him. If he did not attend this convention, another one is coming next year. That was his minister's conference. So you can make up if Jesus tarries. Am I talking to, who am I talking to in the house? Raise up your hand now. I, I know. I know my brother. You didn't show up. God knows your number. <laughs> so next year, be the first to be on the line. Pastor, what are we going to do? Because the spirit of the prophet is under the control of the prophet and it flows around. May God help us in Jesus' name. Help me read Psalm 23 verse 5. Psalm 23 verse 5. He said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I pray for you that your cup will run over in the name of Jesus. Daniel has the spirit of wisdom. Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. Daniel 16. He said, Then this Daniel was preferred above the president and princes because an excellent spirit. When you give your life to Jesus, he gives you a spirit. His spirit. If you don't have the spirit of Christ, you are none of his. No wonder. They can abuse you now. You can smile and say, it is well. Somebody can step on your toes now and say, no, it is well. No problem. Why? Because you have the spirit of God. Raise up your right hand and say, my father, my father. My father, my father. Feed me with your spirit in the name of Jesus. Spirit of joy. Spirit of favor. Spirit of breakthrough. Spirit of getting along. Spirit of peace. I receive in the name of Jesus. The field for the vehicle, Daniel has the spirit. David has the spirit. Joseph has it. Moses, anyone great, anyone that's about to do anything great for the Almighty God, you must have the anointing, which is the presence of the Almighty God. May God give it to you in Jesus' name. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ demanded that the apostles wait in Jerusalem until they be endued with power. You go and do God's work without his anointing. You are playing with your life. You are endangering your life. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be what? Endued with power from on high. May you be endured with power from on high in Jesus' name. The last one, the fuel tank. The fuel tank. What is the first outline that we talk about? Number one is what? The vehicle for the journey. Number two, the fuel for the journey. Number three, the fuel. The fuel. The fuel tank. Do you know, sir, if, if you are traveling, the jet that is traveling from this city to Sydney, it can be a small jet. The fuel tank will be small. But if you are flying from here to Iran and it's not stopping on the way, what should be the size of the fuel tank? Big. Why? So that you can put more in it. So therefore, the fuel tank varies in size. Amen? Larger flight needs bigger tank. How many of you want to fly from here to Sydney and they say bad weather? Stay in the air. How many of you have ever said that? They say stay in the air. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you are not landing. And for one reason or the other, if they don't ask you to land, you go and land in the next village. Why? So that you can refuel. It's because of the size of the tank. But if you are flying from here to Africa, they don't ask you to go and land somewhere else. Amen. Because the bigger jets are giving priority to land. 
than smaller one one hour flight one and a half hours flight 18 hours flight are giving priority to land amen than smaller jet so therefore where you are going determines the size of your tank amen somebody can come to church i said they didn't give my seat i ain't coming again can pastor do that amen why this person didn't give me this one i'm not coming to church next sunday can pastor do that because his capacity is bigger praise the lord what you are going to praise god increase the size of my tank in the name of jesus three major ways for you to increase your tank number one praise and thanksgiving amen by what david is a man that praised god john 4 23 says but the hour comment and now is that they that worship god he worship him how in truth and in spirit no wonder david said in the psalms he says oh god three times will i praise you no problem the pressure the heat increase he said oh god seven times will i praise you the heat increases finally in psalm 34 verse 1 he says i will do what help me read it i will bless the lord at all not three times not one times not seven times the greater the heat on you the more you praise the lord i will bless the lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make a boast in the lord the humble shall hear it and therefore be glad what do i need to do to increase the size of my time holiness and righteousness what's number one praise and worship the second one is by what hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 hebrews 1 9 it says, Thou hast loved righteousness and hate iniquity. Therefore, God thy God has anointed thee with what? The oil of gladness. You must be willing to love righteousness and holiness and purity. God will anoint you for his work in the name of Jesus. I said, God will anoint you for his work in the name of Jesus. What other things do I need to do? To make sure that, yes, I increase the size of my tank, you must learn to serve God. Can we say serve God? Say it one more time, serve God. Exodus 23, 25 and 26. Exodus 23, 25 and 26. It says, and you will serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread and your water and take sickness away from you and the number of your days you will fulfill how do i serve god by giving to god by giving to god genesis 8 22 it says as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest we never cease winter and summer we never cease you want to serve god you want to increase that of your capacity not only praise and worship not only holiness by serving god by giving to god hallelujah and last but not the least praying in the holy spirit jude chapter 1 verse 20. i conclude the message this morning with the story of a man called jacob how many of you have heard about him jacob was a man himself and his brother esau everything was manipulated daddy was ready to bless esau guess who was there who was there for one reason or the other he has found a way to manipulate his way he has found a way to organize his way by cunning his way to be blessed but a time came after laban had shown him what 419 original is 
Praise the Lord. He changed his wages 10 times. He started with 10 Australian dollars. Amen. Few years later, you refraff. Your wage now is not going to be 9 Australian dollars. 10 times until you make it $1. Ah! Jacob says, it's time for me to go back home. I am tired. And on his way back, Genesis chapter 32, Genesis 32, when you get home, 24 to 28, they said on his way, he had an encounter with God. He wrestled with God. And God asked him, old boy, what is your name? What did he say? What did he say? He says, my name is Jacob. Hmm. He says, henceforth, your name will no longer be Jacob, but what? What I'm saying is that from the day he manipulated his father, Israel was in Jacob. Did you get that? But everywhere he was organizing, not agonizing, organizing things will make you to have your way. But the day you fall on your face before God and agonize before him, the Israel in you will come out. Do you know, sir, there's an Israel in you? You know, me tell you, say, there's an Israel in you. The day you can fall on your face and say, Daddy, I am tired of running my own life. Let my Israel come out. It will come out. Do you know from that day, no more problem. Everything began to fall in line. Do you know, sir? Let Australia, America, Russia, China gather together to fight Israel. They can't win. It's impossible to win. Amen. Why? Because it is Israel. God is defending. You may not like them. Oh. Amen. It's already too late. From the day God is changed, Israel Jacob, he manipulated everybody, cunning everybody, 419 everybody, organizing everybody. The day he agonized before God, Israel came out. Stand on your feet this morning and say, my father, my father, let the Israel in me come out today in the name of Jesus. I am tired of manipulation. I am tired of organizing. My father, my father, my father, my father, let my greatness come out today in the name of Jesus. My father, my father, I want to make my journey to heaven. Help me, visit me, anoint me, empower me, break the rascality in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, my father, my father, my father, my father, I need your help. I need your help. I am tired of organizing. I am tired of uh, uh, organizing. I am tired of manipulation. I am tired of running my life my way. In the name of Jesus, you can wrestle with God and say, my story must change. My story must change. My story must change. The Israel in me must come out in the name of Jesus. I am tired of doing it my way. I am tired of doing it my way. Help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me. Help me, oh God. Help me, oh God. Help me, oh God. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, my life. Have thy own way, Lord. I am 
but the issues of life running around one thing you can't hear anymore there's no need to be ashamed god said i should call you forward that the husband will pray for you you are in the house don't be ashamed don't be ashamed there's nothing wrong with you it's just you don't hear god as you used to hear before come forward come forward right now come forward right now god bless you my brother it doesn't matter whether it's one person or two person it doesn't matter daddy hasra will pray for you just stay in the front is there anybody any sister you are hearing god clearly before but because of the issues of life running up and down taking care of children taking care of work you are so busy who has time to hear in the name of jesus daddy hasra will pray for you as i give him the mic and he conclude the message father we thank you for this wonderful day your presence Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for empowering us. And thank you for your instrument we have used to minister this morning. Because we know you definitely refill it. Father, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Every virtue that has come out, please multiply back hundredfold in the name of Jesus. In wisdom, in strength, in anointing, revelation in the name of Jesus. Father, your children are out this morning. Whatever has blocked the air, whatever has caused the dakash, remove this morning in the name of Jesus. That's all that you that your eyes shall be upon them and you give them their miracles in the name of Jesus. That they begin to hear you clearly, they begin to hear you vividly. And as they hear you, you help them to obey you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, please lay your hands upon your children and make them the very point of need in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please those of us in front, please wait on the line. Jesus. We are delivered from destruction in the name of Jesus. Now we will serve you and any storm, Lord, we shall get our destination safely in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Anyone 
everyone being blessed today? If you are not happy to do so, don't bother. God loves a cheerful giver. One of the things our Father in the Lord, Pastor Padel, said this morning, uh, I'm going to read... Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with the pastor of the church, either via email, info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org org.au or please call plus six one four double six zero six two five eight zero